0: It's special because the NBA All Star Weekend is kind of like the Super Bowl for basketball. But I remember growing up, like it was a thing where I always did with my friends. It was on a calendar. We would watch Mm -hmm. it with our friends. Like I would even have like sleepover with my friends because it's like a whole weekend. So I was like, oh, let's just spend the whole weekend and watch all the different games and stuff together. And like we'll hang out during the day. We'll play video games. We'll go play basketball. Then at night we'll watch the game. And I think that's also why now going with the brands is also really special because. There has never been a moment when I was watching it on TV when I'm like, man, I wish I can go someday. Like, I never even thought it's a possibility. I just didn't even think that's a thing. You can buy tickets and you can go to because, I don't know, that wasn't something I did with my parents.
1: Hey, this is Mike. This is Welcome to the Asian Menswear Podcast. A podcast made specifically to empower, inspire, and motivate all of you guys to become the best versions of yourselves this is for us. Before we jump into today's episode, guys, if you enjoy the show, do us a favor and make sure to subscribe and turn on the notification so you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. Thank you. Now back to the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Asian menswear show. I'm Mike, your host, and today we're back with a barbershop talk. I got my co-host Leo Chan with us. How's it going, Leo?
0: What's up, man?
1: What's up, man? It's been, uh, what, two weeks? I know a lot's been happening, so... Today's topic is going to be, yeah, I know, and (laughs) this is really going to be focused around what you've been up to. I think this will be interesting just because I feel like a lot of the listeners are probably basketball fans. I'm assuming (laughs) for some reason, Asian Americans, they love playing basketball. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I think there's like a running joke where like... um,
0: If you're Asian, you probably love basketball.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you love basketball. You love collecting shoes. You love having Uh the Kobe's, the Jordan's, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I grew up playing basketball. I know Leo has. So I thought it'd be cool just to have a conversation around NBA All-Star Weekend, which Leo was invited to attend. And I think, uh, you know, kind of giving us some details about it. I know you were uh, a guest for Mountain Dew, which was the main sponsor for NBA All-Star. Is that right?
0: Yeah, they're one of the bigger sponsors. There's so much stuff going on. But yeah, I'm excited to kind of unpack all of that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So if you guys are basketball fans, if you guys are just um, curious of how like an NBA All-Stars type of event, uh, what happens during the event. And obviously, I feel like this is one of the main events that's kind of happened, like kind of post-COVID, where it's a little bit more acceptable to be in bigger crowds. Uh, But for those who are just interested in learning more about what the All-Star Game is all about, let me just break down exactly what the All-Star Game is, just for those who don't know. Uh, but the National Basketball Association All-Star Game is a basketball exhibition game hosted every February by the National Basketball Association NBA and showcases 24 of the league's star players. It is the featured event of the NBA All-Star Weekend, a three-day event which goes from Friday to Sunday. And it was actually held in Cleveland, Ohio, which is uh, where Sorry. LeBron is from, which I think makes it even bigger, right? I saw a story of John. John's a, a friend of ours who's a-, a yeah. I guess he's works for the he works for YouTube. I don't know if he's still no, is it YouTube? No, NBA. And uh yeah. I think he was there and I saw a video of him uh recording. I think LeBron he was just like walking in the street. I think he was doing oh, some sort yeah. of like segment or something like that, which I thought was crazy. But yeah, take it over, tell us a little bit about the NBA All Star, like what, what that means to you and a little bit about the event yeah. overall.
0: So, speaking of John real quick, he's from Cleveland. Like, he's from that area originally. And so, when I first told him, like, hey, I'm going to be there for the weekend. Are you going to be out there? Since you work for the NBA, you run their YouTube channel. Because he's not, like, social media, per per se. Like, he's not on the ground creating content. So, he Mm. wasn't going to. But I was like, yo, dude, this is your hometown. Like, NBA All-Star Weekend does not happen in your hometown that often. Usually, they kind of take around like going to all the different teams cities that's why hence cleveland because i think 25 years ago or it was like 20 years ago they had in cleveland so it doesn't happen that often so i was like yo dude you need to go back and like just enjoy it because now you are an adult and you work for the nba and you know you can enjoy all of that so i was like yo you got to go and he did and he had a really good time but yeah basically Speaking also also on the whole covid thing the last trip we did right before covid shut everything down was nba all-star weekend that one that was 2 years ago cuz that was chicago so mm. like just like thinking about the experience is just crazy right but speaking of cleveland it was interesting that was our first time in cleveland and i think that was a lot of the people's reaction when they hear why are you going to Cleveland? Um, mm-hmm. but it, it was cool. It, it actually reminded us a lot of Buffalo. It's a small kind of city. It's actually pretty close to that area as well. So a lot of the architecture, a lot of the city structure was very similar. There's good and bad. You know, there's good parts of small cities that you can navigate they have a nice small downtown area which it's kind of nice when when you think about like sports arenas some arenas are kind of so far away from the city like you have to take a car you have to take an uber whereas this one the main arena was like smack down downtown like there's bars and restaurants and hotels and stores right within walking distance so in that sense that was great i think like for every day kind of going to the games is it's really nice But not when it's NBA All-Star Weekend, because imagine all these teams, all these players, all these companies, all these sponsors, and then influencers, all these people all fly in to a small town, and all the hotels get booked up. So one of the big things that we kind of ran into was like the Uber situation. The Ubers in Cleveland, they were not ready, because usually a town like this, everyone has a car, everyone drives. So you get there, and every Uber or Lyft is 30-minute wait. And you're like, yo, (laughs) I mean, I get it. Like, this is a small city. There's not that many drivers out there. And then all of a sudden, it also felt like everyone is like, oh, wow, everyone's here this weekend. They need Ubers. Let me just maybe start driving Ubers today. Like, they're not used to driving around. And then they also had, like, roadblocks because it's a small city. So that was one of the big kind of like negative of the weekend just because mm. it was hard to get around for people out of town, right? 30 minutes, sometimes right. like the wait after the game, it was like an hour to get a car just oh, to go wow. home. So that was a little rough. Wow. And of course, yeah. it's Cleveland. Like it's it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. So you can't, How it's cold? not like Chicago. It was cold. It was like one day, it was like 10 degrees, 20 degrees. Oh, it was cold. right? You got the crazy like lake effect windshield Mm. It's, it's, it's up there on that map. You know, it's like, it's in the same kind of area of like, say, Indiana, Michigan, Detroit, Buffalo. It's a little cold up there. So it's not like, Hey, I'm just going to walk around. <laughs> and, uh. Right. Cause I was going to ask you, you, know. you. Yeah. Since everything was supposed
1: to be closer, but I guess that didn't really matter because it was so cold. You know, you can't walk the distance if it's yeah. too cold.
0: And then you have to catch an Uber. So it kind of made, like, getting around the whole weekend, you have to be very, like, Mm. strategic. You got to be like, okay, I'm going to do this this day. I'm going to do this that day. You know, but so Mm. that's the kind of little bad things uh, out of the way. I think that's the big difference of, like, a small market team, which that's how they reference these kind of teams, right? Like, small market team versus big market. So big market, like, New York City, L.A., Miami, like, those are the big cities where they can easily host things like this because... The city has an mm. infrastructure, like they're ready for that kind of stuff. But other gotcha. than that, I mean, like, of course, the NBA All-Star Weekend was a lot of fun. I got to go with Mountain Dew, which was the same uh, sponsor two years ago that I went with. Um, and they're the big sponsor of the um, three-point contest, which is turning oh, out to be gotcha. probably one of the most exciting part of the whole weekend now. And yeah, it was fun because they do a whole big thing, a lot of brands if you really watch the NBA, you realize how many sponsors are there. Like they, they, they probably got like a sponsor for everything. There's a sponsor for the shot clock. There's a sponsor for team jerseys. There's sponsors for arenas. Mm-hmm. State Farm is also a big sponsor. Like Taco Bell is another one, AT&T. Um, there's just so many <laughs> sponsors that you don't think yeah. of. And then you show up to mm-hmm. a weekend. You're like, wow, they're all doing kind of like fun activation stuff. Um, So that's like a big part of the weekend where brands are kind of hosting different events like Mountain Dew had like a whole event space for the whole weekend where throughout the day they have different players come in and do a little Mm -hmm. shooting contest, do a little Q&A, do a little meet and greet. So it's like a really fun way for brands to... Connect with the fans, but also connect with the NBA and kind of just make this like fun place. Everyone can come and hang out all the while drinking Moundo and eating chips. You know, like that's kind of fun stuff that they did.
1: I saw that uh, MJ was there too.
0: Yeah, Any so memorable, that memorable
1: like uh <laughs> celebrities. I mean, besides like MJ, but he's normally not there. Is he or is he normally at the All-Star games? I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, so yeah, speaking of MJ, uh yeah, normally he doesn't really go to a lot of stuff. Um you know, he's he is arguably the greatest of all time. He is one of the GOATs. So, mm-hmm. I think in a way he's like I don't need to go to stuff. (laughs) You guys can come to me. I feel like that's the kind of mentality from him. Yeah. But he actually, like when I was thinking about it, I was like, he actually does own a team. Like he owns uh the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets. So he does go to those games because he's usually home there. He goes to those home games. And it's funny because... They try to catch his reaction. Because, you know, it's Michael Jordan. So they try to catch his reaction when the team is doing bad. (laughs) Yeah, A lot of times he's just like disappointed, like sitting on the sideline, like, you know. He's pissed. Um, But yeah, it it was also a big deal because I did forget, like, it was also the NBA's 75th year. So it was like a big like milestone that they were celebrating. So the whole weekend, it wasn't just the NBA All-Star Weekend, but it was like, okay, hey, they got the new shiny logo they had a ton of old legendary players from like the 70s the 80s the 90s like so many players who had so many different events doing q a's and just making appearances so that's what makes Mm it cool you know especially if you grew up watching basketball and like learning about nba history you're like oh my goodness that's gary Payton, that's bill walton that's uh i don't know um Clyde Drexler, like there's all these like random players that you're like, whoa, I remember watching these guys and, you know, Mm -hmm. now they're here. So the whole Michael Jordan thing was a big surprise because they made his announcement at the very end because they did like a whole thing at the halftime show where almost all 75 players were literally in the center court. Like, that's. I was thinking about the security details. Like, that's kind of scary to have. Right, true. Like, It's the greatest basketball players of all time. It's like 70 of them in the center court in one area, right? It's like, damn. Mm. (laughs) And then they announced Michael Jordan, the last one to come out. Uh, So that was pretty crazy. Um, That was a big surprise. Um, And I think that's what makes it special. I think that's what really made Cleveland special overall. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's... Cleveland is a smaller market, so a lot of brands didn't do stuff compared to Chicago two years ago. Chicago was a lot of fun. Chicago had so much going on. So, you know, obviously also Chicago says where Jordan plays. So um right. Jordan brand, Nike what are the differences? Did a lot.
1: Um like from a major yeah.
0: city versus
1: like a smaller one. Obviously they had to think about like I guess ROI, right? And
0: yeah. What exactly. are the
1: differences you would get from from Cleveland and Chicago? Like What are some, like, very obvious things?
0: So, like, number one, just more people in general are more open Mm. to traveling to Chicago. Um, Like Cleveland, we had to get connecting flights just to get back because there's not that many flights that go out of Cleveland. Um, Mm. So Chicago alone is just, just like, you know, if you tell someone, hey, you want to go to Chicago for a work trip? Sure, I've been to Chicago. And I think, like, there's other stuff to do outside of basketball if you want to take a break, if you want to, like, you know, Go to, there's so many restaurants, there's so much more things to do and then go to a game, vice versa. Whereas Cleveland, it didn't have all of that or it, didn't, it wasn't able to have that many people in town to do that. And mm-hmm. also it's like Chicago, I think brands are more opening to do a lot of stuff just because, for example, sneakers in general. They did so many sneaker things in Chicago because sh- Chicago is also a bigger creative um like they have a few designers from chicago so they purposely did like, like don sneaker collabs don C, right don't see yeah don don't see is a good one and then um mm. you know uh r.i.p virgil he i think he was originally from the chicago area from illinois mm. so like they also you know he was around and they also did like a big sneaker drop so stuff like that alone Nike and Jordan was able to do so much more because they have a lot more creative from Chicago and I think like a lot of bigger brands was taking advantage of the fact that more people would be there so they did more whereas this one not as much not as much Okay. so I think like I definitely felt that difference yeah did
1: you see a lot of uh, other Asian American like uh, influencers or people kind of like you did you kind of meet anyone that's similar to you Oh um,
0: well? no not not this time um Oh, wow. Not really. I feel like last time, I definitely met more people in general. But also last time, uh, you know, that was my first time kind of getting into the whole basketball side of business. Like, it's one thing to go to a game casually, but it's another to be, like, invited by a sponsor to go to industry events versus going to a game casually. Like, you're, you're doing way more networking than... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going casually, so that first time was like, Whoa, look at all these different people from different parts of the country coming here! So that was really cool. This time, not as much. I think it's also because it's Cleveland as well, just not as many people were going out there. But yeah, yeah, I remember asking, but also, you, like, I was like, Yeah, I
1: was, I was like, Have you been to Ohio before? I was like, What exactly uh, no. is out there? You know, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's a small <laughs> town. Um, but yeah, also with Mount Dew, I got to meet some players, so that's always fun. You know, I think that's the fun thing about this kind of weekend stuff. It's like you get to meet players, which as a fan, since I was a kid, it's like, well, it's just always fun. It's like a kid in the candy store. So I got to meet like mm-hmm. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Taco Fall, Zach Levine. He's on the Bulls. He's a all-star this year. And then I also got to meet Gary Payton. He's like one of the... All time uh, legends. He played against like yeah. Michael Jordan, all those guys. So like it was cool to meet him. He was actually like really, really nice in person. Um,
1: you have any cool so, conversations with these guys or anything memorable? Um,
0: from, not uh, that much. Or it was just, a quick, just because quick snap. Yeah, because those those guys come in, they do their whole sponsor segment. They come in, they do a Q and A with the whole crowd. They do a little shoot around thing. Then they go to the back and they do a bunch of like media interviews with like. Hmm. journalists and news channels and then you know since they're sponsored by say mountain dew they have to do like promotes like if they do like a fun little game with mountain dew something like that you know different marketing stuff yeah, yeah and then gotcha. and then me as an influencer just like hopefully they can squeeze me in so i can meet them real quick so usually by then you know it's really just like a quick like hey man couldn't meet you like can i get a quick photo um that's about it. Last time when I met Scottie Pippen, that was fun because Scottie Pippen, you know, is one of the top legends. The legend so I himself, felt like yeah. I had to say something more. And also I had like jerseys for them to sign. So I wanted to make more conversation. So it's not super awkward. Yeah. So that was cool meeting Scotty Pippen. Like he was also <laughs> very nice. So that was just fun. Like it's yeah. like, you know, you just take what you can get and, and, and enjoy as much of that basketball stuff you can, you know? Right. Now, now
1: take me back to. Obviously, we're both basketball NBA fans. Yeah. Take me back to like, uh, you know, your first All Star game. Like, what what is the best memory of you? I mean, would you always every year watch it? Oh, I mean, that's a
0: good one.
1: Why is this event like kind of memorable for you now? Because this is something yeah, you watched as a kid, and you now you're that's a, that's a great question.
0: That's a great question because I also almost like forgot to even like think about it. It's special because the NBA All Star Weekend is kind of like the Super Bowl for basketball because it's kind of like this where, like one central weekend one central game mm-hmm. versus, you know, because like, when it comes to the playoffs, it's, a, it's so many games though, So it's not like the Super Bowl it's like a definitive like one weekend thing. But I yeah. remember growing up, like it was like a thing where I always did with my friends. It was on a calendar. We were watching mm-hmm. with our friends. Like I would even have like sleepover with my friends because it's like a whole weekend. So it was like, oh, let's just spend the whole weekend and watch all the different games and stuff together. And like, we'll hang out during the day. We'll play video games. We'll go play basketball. Then at night we'll watch the game. So it became like a normal tradition thing. I I remember doing that specifically, like some weekends with some friends. And then later on when I changed school, like high school, I went over to a different friend's house and I did that at least two years. So I remember that as like a big like childhood memory thing. I think that's what makes it so special. And I think that's also why now going with the brands is also really special because there's never been a moment when I was watching it on TV when I'm like, man, I wish I can go someday. Like I never even thought it's a possibility. Like, I just didn't even think that's a thing. You can buy tickets and you can go to because I don't know. That wasn't something I did with my parents. I, you know, right. I just like never even dreamt of that. Do you know how much it costs? You know that depends on the game and depends on the arena. But say the main game, the NBA All Star Game, okay. that that main one, the cheapest ticket was like five hundred bucks. Oh wow! And so I, you had to buy believe, uh, for each yeah each oh, okay, segment, you had to buy basically for each different. Oh god! Gotcha, like wow, each okay. night, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, and like some some of the games, like the celebrity games, you can get in for like fifty bucks because it's a it's a celebrity <laughs> game. But like that right. main game, the cheapest. I believe at the time was like 500 bucks and that it was only like standing room. <laughs> like you're mm. up at the nosebleed standing room. And, and that also changes if the game was in LA or New York, the minimum mm. could easily be like a thousand. So a that's, thousand. you know, small town, big town, that kind of thing. So that's, that's another big yeah. difference in the price.
1: Mm. I noticed, uh, so for me, you know, I kind of have the same memories. I used to, you know, we used to watch it and then during the breaks, go out to play on a little hoop on the <laughs> you know, on the street and then come back in and, you know, like just get kind of get hyped up about what people were doing. And I felt like back then it was way more special. I don't know what it is. Mm. I think for some reason, All-Star is kind of losing that kind of specialness because... Nowadays, I feel like with the East and West games, it's not as intense as it was before. Like there was like a lot of pride back in the day to win, to actually win. They would go hard, but now people are thinking about like my career's online. I can't get hurt. I can't, you know. And also yeah. with like the dunk contest, right? Like what else can you do? There's only so much you could do as a a human, right? The human body can only do so much. So I feel like it's started to kind of trail off a little bit. You know, like even this year, I didn't really watch too much of it like I did mm. in the past, but did you feel that way too? Or
0: Oh yeah, definitely. The The dunk contest was like probably the worst part of the whole weekend. Like And like watching mm. it live too, it's like, oh man, like they have to, <laughs> they keep trying, they keep failing and it, it just becomes one of those yeah. like, it's tough because it, there's, there's just something wrong with the contest, but they have to change it completely. I, I think else. like w- yeah. what you're saying is like, yeah, 20 years ago, we had like Vince Carter and Kobe Bryant do some of the craziest dunks. And it's been done. And I think that's the tough part. It, there's only so many things you can, you can do. do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, human speaking, like, you can't really do uh 720, right? Like, yeah, 360 is fine. So, like, at a certain point, yeah. you can't do any more than that. So then you're almost forcing these guys to get creative and then they try to get creative and it's not working out. So that's the problem. Yeah. So I think like when you mm-hmm. compare like to the three-point contest, the three-point contest is not creative but it's just about skills and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So I think so they need works. to change the dunk contest to more of a skill base somehow. Like make it like, I don't know, say like dunk roulette. Like just do like a roulette thing and be like, hey, this oh, round, you need to do a 360 right. between the leg, get it done in like two tries. Or, like, uh, dunk roulette uh, off the backboard, behind the back. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, off the backboard, a uh, right, double right. pump, reverse, yeah. like that. Or, there's pressure too now, right? Yeah. It's like,
1: I have to do this this specific uh, dunk in order to get to the next round. So I was like, oh, is he going to do it? Like, that's hard. Like, I think that's yeah. pretty. I think that's a good idea.
0: They, they have to change it somehow. It's just tough. And I think, like, when you look at these players, they're not really dunkers. Sure, they can jump high, but like, You know, I think they could even do better of maybe having two contestants that are just professional dunkers. Like, these people who are just on Instagram and they do the craziest Mm -hmm. dunks because that's literally all they do. Like, that's all they practice. That's all they train their body to do is just jump high and dunk it, right? Yeah. So, it's hard to expect the same from NBA players who obviously need to shoot, pass, play defense. Like, it's not in their normal thing to all of a sudden train to dunk. So I think that's a good big difference to add in. And then you're right. I I think like the new format with the game, it has gone at least the fourth quarter. They made it more competitive because the whole point of the fourth quarter now is that like you have to win by, I don't know, whatever, like a certain point amount and it's uh, for charity. But yeah, it's not the same. It's just in the past, it was all about being competitive. I don't know what happened. It might just be a whole injury thing.
1: I think it's an injury thing and I think back then the money would go to the players because now it's, it's charity so it's like doesn't really I mean like of course you want to do good but I think at the end of the day a lot of people are like ah, I don't want to risk it you know like I'm also there's no money going towards me yeah. so back then I think they were getting paid for it
0: oh, so I don't know if that I has anything to do with that. it Yeah, Yeah, but yeah, I just remember like those iconic moments. It's like Kobe, like actually battling against MJ. Yeah. um, And not just like casually for fun. Like now it's like when when those dunks are so wide open, it's like, all right. Now you know. (laughs) Now you know. Yeah. It's just like, it's just for fun. Yeah. Exactly. It just looks like a warm up dunk. And it's like, okay. But like when it's actually like a hard shot, I think that's why Steph Curry was the most exciting part because. You know, he had a lot of wide open threes, but those are still really hard threes. Like he's shooting from half court and he's shooting from the corner. He's turning around and like... skill. It's like, oh, did it go in? It's like, yeah, like he's getting open shots, but no other players on that court can do the same thing, which is just like insane. And he ended Mm -hmm. up dropping like 50 points, which was so fun to watch in person. He dropped dropped 50? Oh, wow. He dropped 50 points in a freaking all-star game. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it was a fun weekend overall, right? Like of all, you know, there's, of course not everything's perfect, but of all the weekend it's like, wow, NBA 75, got to see MJ and all these legends in the court, got to see LeBron hit the game winner in Cleveland, got to see Steph Curry drop 50 points. It's just like, there's still such good memorable moments and that's what makes NBA All-Star Weekend special at the end of the day.
1: I mean, I feel like you're probably going to be continually going,
0: Uh, especially you know right (laughs) fingers crossed hopefully (laughs) oh but the covid day was a big deal though so obviously like before going they made everybody get tested um at least for the guests everyone had to be uh vaccinated originally they were going to require people to be boosted as well but they kind of changed that requirement last minute because certain states like cleveland and ohio they're not as strict with their vaccinations and stuff so like Essentially, the whole NBA was like, well, why are we making it so strict when the city, the, the arena city itself is not that strict? So they kind right. of backed off on the booster stuff, but they at least like getting there before all the activities, they made sure everybody tested the negative. Nice. But yeah.
1: So from what I'm hearing here, it sounds like your favorite, uh, I guess, exhibits or the events was the three-point contest. Um the least favorite was probably the traffic and dealing with logistics getting around but obviously that's not as bad. But do you have any other memorable things you can think of quickly just to share with uh
0: I mean just guys? getting to meet the players that's always special just cuz like it, you know it doesn't happen often especially in the times of covid you know it was cool to see that at least we're you know generally speaking we're moving into a more normal back to back to the days kind of thing where you know Pre-COVID. the players are open to meeting essentially strangers but of course right. under the guidance of that like probably everyone is T-T- safe and all that stuff Protocols, so it was cool like right, meeting right. the players checking cleveland off my list uh you know just being out there it's still such a memorable special weekend after all so i'm so glad we did it That's dope man
1: yeah I, that's why i'm so interested because uh it's like you saying You know, growing up and never really imagining being able to be there in person. And for me, uh, obviously, I don't, I, I would still feel that way. I don't think I'll ever be going there either, but it's nice to know like the, the backstory. And I'm sure a lot of the guys Mm -hmm. listening to be able to hear like what exactly goes on, like how people act in situations where you're like, you're trying to get an autograph or you're trying Mm -hmm. to get a picture Uh, and just the events itself. I I think that's uh, pretty interesting to hear. But yeah, I I just wanted to, you know, get some um, insights on that. But for anyone else, hopefully that gave you a behind-the-scenes look at NBA All-Star Weekend because I know a lot of Asian Americans love playing basketball. Like Mm -hmm. You always see Asian Americans, you know, hooping is our thing, even though uh, (laughs) we're not the tallest, but we always end up playing the sport that needs (laughs) a lot of height, right, which is funny. (laughs) But, yeah, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed this special NBA All-Star Weekend barbershop talk episode, and uh, I guess we'll talk to you guys for the next one. Peace.